Welcome to the No Neutral Moments Podcast. My name is Patrick Payton, and it's my pleasure to discuss, to explore, and maybe even to discover what it means for each one of us to live our lives fully engaged, to challenge each one of us to be fully aware, and completely expecting to engage to the fullest everything we've been designed, called, and gifted to be. So with all this in mind, let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get engaged. Well, good morning. And I say good morning because uh, it happens to be uh, still dark outside when I'm recording this episode of No Neutral Moments. But uh, so good morning to you. Maybe it's evening when you're listening. Maybe it's lunchtime. Uh, Who knows? But uh, thank you for being a part of the No Neutral Moments podcast. Been so excited to see how many of you have been connecting already in this early part of 2021. Certainly going to be an interesting year, and so I hope it started out well for you. Hope it started out well for your family, uh, for your job, all the different things you do. And I hope you're already beginning to see where every single moment of the day is uh, filled with opportunity, filled with um, opportunity to serve other people, filled with opportunities to grow. And uh, so thanks again for being a part of this No Neutral Moments podcast Remember, you can uh, email me, and you can see that in the uh, show notes, and would love to know of your interest in our podcast and maybe some ideas for uh, things you'd like to see us cover. Uh, I did have one listener who reached out and asked me to talk about failure, Um, and so we'll probably spend some time on that as I work through those issues. But today, uh, just want to encourage you to reach out, and if those of you in the audience might be interested in partnering with us um, in the business of No Neutral Moments, don't hesitate to reach out as well. Well, as I said just a few minutes ago, it's a very interesting time. Uh, yesterday, uh, we as a country here in the United States uh, had a presidential inauguration, had the peaceful transition of leadership, uh, may not have been so peaceful leading up to it, uh, but the foundation of our country is is solid as far as our principles are concerned, and we had a peaceful transition of leadership. I was doing an interview with a media company, and they asked me what I thought about the transition of power in Washington, D.C., and I told them that I'm not a fan of the word transition of power. Uh, I think that that kind of word goes with dictatorships and communist countries. I told them that I said we had a peaceful transition of leadership, and hopefully we'll see in Washington, D.C., leadership regardless of party. Which brings me to the topic I wanted to address today. Again, as you know, the title of the podcast is No Neutral Moments. And as I have spent this last year in the mayor's office, in my city here in Midland, Texas. And as I've watched our culture, I have been, um, I guess you could say, really surprised at the extremes. I've always known that people have strong opinions, but I have been really surprised at, at extremes. And I'll give you an example. And I think I've spoken about this in our podcast before. But when we started dealing with COVID-19, Uh, As a city and right here where I am, there were people who came to see me who would tell me that if I didn't do certain actions they wanted me to do, that I would see thousands and thousands of people, no exaggeration, thousands and thousands of people die within two months. And they weren't talking about the country. They were talking about 
our city of 150,000. And then there were the other group who would, uh, there was the other group who would come in and sit down and say that if I did anything related to the mitigation of COVID-19, that I was nothing short of a uh, communist and a socialist. So just extremes. And, and, and then I began to study and do some historical research and was really, uh, I guess you could say, enamored with President Dwight Eisenhower, who back in the 50s when he was running for president, talked about the extreme left and the reactive right, and somehow we have to navigate a better middle way. So today, what I want to talk about is navigating the middle. And just under this whole context that we are surrounded by loud extremes, and they're shouting on both sides, on all issues. It doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. It doesn't matter whether you're a Libertarian. It really doesn't matter. All you have to do is watch television, which I don't do much of anymore. Listen to the news, which I don't do much of anymore. Very selective about where I get my news. All you have to do is just watch a little bit and see all the name-calling and labeling and extremes on all sides of just about every issue. Now, I already know some of you who've, who've heard me on this podcast just now talk about navigating the middle. You are already deciding that I'm some kind of moderate sellout, and that's just another example of what I'm talking about, of the need to navigate the middle. And and if you need a better term, I'll continue to use this this word from Stephen Covey called synergy. And we'll talk about that a little bit later as we have discussed it in a podcast before. But what I feel like when when I sit down and listen to people, when I walk around and listen to people, when I pay attention to what's happening in our country and in our states, it feels like I'm in the middle of a marriage counseling session that has just begun. And you know, I was pastoring a church for nearly 20 years and couples would come in who were in dire situations in their marriage. And you learn pretty quick, you can't have them both in the room sometimes because they're just going to start shouting at each other and not communicating and everybody around them is suffering. And because of this, because of the extremes of the husband's and wife's opinions, and I'm not saying who's right or wrong, but the situation has gotten to a place where if you were sitting in the office I was sitting in, you realize this couple has taken to their corners, so to speak, and taken to the extremes of where they are and the hurts they have felt towards each other and the betrayal they have felt between each other, that all they know how to do is sit and yell at each other in their extremes. And and for me, when I was in that situation, often the only way to deal with a couple was separately. So you could have a conversation with them about their individual issues and how they're viewing life and their paradigm and then bring them together to have a wholesome discussion. But, but one, of the, one of the big lessons you learn is that the answer is not in everybody agreeing to one side or the other, but the greater answer to the most daunting challenges of a marriage, and now if you take it down into our politics and sometimes into our companies, is in the synergy of working together towards solutions we could not form separately. And so what happens... In, in marriage counseling, what happens a lot of times is you, all, you you almost have to stop one of the 
uh, members of the marriage, the husband or the wife, and, and because one of, let's just say one's yelling at the other. I won't say the man or the woman or the woman or the man. Let's just say in the midst of the counseling session, one of them is pointing fingers and yelling, and then the other one's getting ready to respond. And one of the old things that you have to do is say, oh, hang on, before you react, describe what you hear them saying. See if you can describe what you hear them saying and repeat back to them what they're saying. And it's it's this old exercise that again comes out of the seven habits, which is seeking to understand before demanding to be understood. And oftentimes, that's how you get to conflict resolution, is you have to restate what the person is trying to say to you in order to understand their perspective. Because if you don't, you just keep getting further and further apart because you as an individual are making assumptions about what you think the person is trying to do that you disagree with. There are all kinds of things you can talk about, but this, this is how the, the extremes take hold is no one is seeking to understand. We're just demanding that someone listen to us. That married couple I just mentioned, that almost nothing gets resolved until they can find a way to come together and listen in a new way for the marriage. And so they can discover new things. And so the people around them are encouraged again and blessed again, and their family is not torn apart. And the quote unquote, the family unit is not torn apart. And we're seeing the same dynamic in our culture. I know it's very difficult. I know we have political differences. I know we have our convictions, but that doesn't mean you have to compromise your convictions, but it does mean you have to find a way to live together. Let me give you a couple of more examples of how you navigate the middle and why. And I'm going to give you some visuals. You know, when I sat down to uh, record this podcast, I have a recorder. And what's interesting about this recorder is um, it operates on batteries. You can plug it in as well. But when I put the four AA batteries in it, I'll bet you in your mind, you can see exactly what a battery looks like. It has a positive and it has a negative side or post. And you look at it, even when you put a battery inside your flashlight, you got to figure out which way it goes in. Sometimes if a flashlight doesn't turn on, you've been in that situation before where you've had to take the batteries in and realize somebody put them in incorrectly and the posts were in the wrong place. But every single battery that you put in a flashlight or you put in a machine like I'm using here today has a positive and a negative post. And when you put those batteries in the machine like I'm using or a flashlight like you might have, you have to put them in correctly, but it takes the positive and the negative post working together to turn on a recorder so that it powers this mic I'm speaking in and records it. It takes the positive and the negative post working together so that the flashlight comes on. In other words, the positive and the negative post work together for something greater than just the individual extreme or the individual post. And the reason I'm giving you this example, and I'm going to give you two more, is how we really need to see, whether you're a spiritual person or not, how this whole idea of how the extremes have to find a way to come together. I'll give you another example. The battery in your car. Uh, just the other day, I pulled over and helped some people jumpstart their car. The battery in your car, other than being really expensive these days, has a positive post and a negative post. And the two of those have to be harnessed so that the starter can do its job so that the engine can fire and an engine can rev up and it can power something bigger than just the battery. 
It's not just powered by the positive post battery. It's not just powered by negative post. The two posts have to work together to deliver something greater than they would individually. Even if you've seen someone jump start a car, you know how you put the red clip on the positive and the black clip on the negative. I hope I have that right. And then you attach it and you deliver power. You see this everywhere you turn. And I'll give you another example. The earth that you and I are living in right now, assuming you're on earth listening to this podcast, has two poles, the North Pole and the South Pole. And and there's there's so much science here that I am not qualified to speak about. But the reality is the life that we need and the life that we live occurs between the two poles, not in the extremes of the the poles. You, you know that people take... Um, expeditions to the poles, but they don't take vacations to the poles. Life that needs to be lived the way it needs to be lived is lived because the poles do their job and we thrive in the middle. You see, the reality, I I guess to me, is that real servant leadership is where you serve in the difficult middle to bring us together to better solutions. It's not this place of giving in to your, uh, to giving up your convictions. It's not this place of weakness. As a matter of fact, I would suggest to you in the wisdom of Dwight Eisenhower, that it takes greater leadership to bring the two sides together and to work towards a synergy of a better third way or third solution than the extremes could come up with alone. Eisenhower does some Tremendous work in his book about talking about how the battle can never be lost in the middle. In the end, the extremes are not going to win the day for most people. They're just going to continue to drive people apart in your negotiations. They're going to drive people apart in your company. They're going to drive people apart in our churches. They're going to drive people apart in our country. I am not suggesting you compromise your core principles. But most of the issues that we need to solve, we've not truly sought a third way at all. We've sought our way, and we've tried to avoid someone else's way. And if the response that we have is there's no middle way, then we're not even going to get started to discuss the issues and to discuss the solutions. My company, your company, our country, and maybe maybe in your church, it's, it's not a place where one is to rule the day. And that's what we're trying to get to sometimes is we want to rule the day rather than realizing, you know what? Part of celebrating liberty and freedom for all is learning how to work together. Your, our country, your company, your churches, all the places we live, we have to begin to practice this, this golden rule regardless of what religion or church we are or we attend. And, and we begin practicing the golden rule. Remember, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, which every single major religion has some form of that verse in their holy scriptures. Maybe we begin practicing this by demonstrating how we want to be treated, by listening and engaging one another the way they want to be listened to and engaged. It's honor and it's respect to navigate the extremes and get to synergy. I, oftentimes, and I'll wrap this thing up, I have uh, coached and consulted people um, that, that they're just not ready to work with those they have disagreements with. And until they can argue the position 
of those they disagree with. And, and again, just to state that a different way, I'll sit down with someone and they'll they'll tell me they just can't understand this individual. They can't understand what they're trying to do. And I will tell them, listen, you're not ready uh, to begin to lead this person until you can argue in your mind why this person feels the way they do, or you can argue their position. I'm not telling you you have to agree with their position. I'm telling you, you have to work to understand their position, that you could even argue their position for them. This is, again, this way of seeking to understand before demanding to be understood so we can leave the extremes and pull them together for something greater. I really believe it's time for a new generation of leaders to really be more like batteries than, I guess, to sound like I'm trying to rhyme this thing, more like batteries than battering rams. We need a new generation of leaders to begin the process of forging a new way for a better tomorrow for our lives, our companies, our countries, our churches. And it's going to take the hard work of working like a battery or working like the earth. And you will have to avoid the extremes of people who will say, you can't talk to them. You can't work with them. And I'm not a big fan of the word compromise, uh, but I am a big fan of this word I've used now probably for the third or fourth time, which is synergy, which is bringing ourselves together to come up with a solution that alone we could not have come up with. And that really what's going to happen in that is nobody's going to get their way, but we're all going to be a part of a better way. Nothing great is going to be accomplished without the tension of disagreement and creativity. Our best tomorrow is not everybody sitting around a table and agreeing. Our best tomorrow is sitting around a table and working through the tension of disagreement and then working into creativity. So we need to harness this new season. We have an opportunity. It's a new season in the country. And we can find greater solutions at home, in our local politics, in our state politics, and in your companies and in your churches if we will just engage the greater debate so that the poles and the extremes can be harnessed for the light of a new tomorrow in every sector of our lives. So I would encourage you, especially if you're discouraged by the the way we have seen our country debate and argue among itself, that you take a look at the globe you live on, the flashlights you use, everywhere that you see power being exhibited and you realize the positive and the negative extremes come together to produce something better than they could individually. And I think that's the call of leadership. I think that's the call of engaging every moment as non-neutral so we can get to better solutions. Thanks again for taking time to just spend with me here for the last 18 to 20 minutes. I hope you will share this podcast with as many people as you possibly can. Be sure and rate our podcast wherever you're listening to it. And thanks again for being a part of our audience. God bless. And until next time, remember, there's just no such thing as a neutral moment. 